0: I'm Angela Samata, critical advisor to the Heart of Glass, on their work around suicide. I was the presenter of the BAFTA-nominated BBC One documentary, Life After Suicide. And I've spent the last two decades working on arts projects and also projects that look at suicide prevention. Welcome to this series of conversations with the people behind the creation of The Suicide Chronicles, which is a long-term artistic project exploring how we might collectively create a language to share our experiences of suicide. Each chronicle focuses on one individual story or one particular aspect of suicide. And the project asks, what's important? How are we responsible for each other? What kind of world do we want to live in and how do we want to hold each other within it? In this episode, I'll be speaking with Pete Johnson, creator of Chronicle 3, Full of Grace. Pete, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me today. It's the morning after the first public showing of um, The Suicide Chronicle Number 3, which is focused on you and your experience. And I just want to say thank you so much for an amazing film. It's an amazing film piece of work that you have made with Mark Starer, and thank you so much for collaborating on it and I think we're probably equal now in making each other cry the making each other cry stakes, I think we're probably equal now
1: I think we are, I think we are (laughs) Yeah. and thank you for, well thank you and everybody that was involved for for watching it, it's Mm. a big ask to to watch that kind of thing as well I think.
0: It felt like a privilege you know it Mm. felt like it was a real insight into your experience and I just think it was, um, yeah, it just felt like a real privilege to be part of that public audience, that public showing of of what's taken a long process to to um, create, you know, yeah. and and that collaboration between you and Mark. Yeah. Um. So the coincidence is that the first public showing of <laughs> <laughs> the Suicide Chronicle number three. Uh. Just happens to be it will just happens to have been six years mm. to the day when you and I first met.
1: Thanks to Facebook, reminding us yes, absolutely, yeah, yes, under strange circumstances, mm. it was. Um, yeah, no, it's been weird, isn't it? Because I think for the, the first time, we're allowed to talk about the the meeting that we had with with Prince Prince William. Mm. So yeah, so I had, uh, obviously I lost, so the story is I lost my mum to suicide when I was 15 months old, and I am now quite an old man, well, an older man, um, and in that time between when I when I first met you six years ago, when I was 45, I hadn't really had any conversations about, about it with anybody at any great length, and then you brought me into a room full of other people bereaved by suicide and the future king of England mm-hmm. to talk about it. And so began a story and six Absolutely. years of, of self, self-development, self I guess. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how you describe the last six years for me.
0: But I think what's really interesting for me about that is that you watch the... You know, you you watched the film that I presented, you know, Life After Suicide, you saw that on television. Yeah. And then, you know, the next minute I'm asking you to come into a room of other people bereaved by suicide when you've never really met anybody else bereaved by suicide and you said yes. Yeah. And I'm wondering what it is that enabled you to say yes to coming into, like, what must have been quite an intimidating kind of situation. Yeah. You know, you'd gone from not talking about your mum's death for 45 years... And then coming into a situation where I'm saying, OK, could you be the first one to speak in this very formal setting to give the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge an insight into what mm. it's like to be bereaved by suicide and not be able to talk about it?
1: Mm.
0: I mean, what is it that enabled you to say yes to that? Because I'm not sure I would have said yes to that. Yeah.
1: And 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 I think it's because you don't tell me things till the last moment. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to get out of it. But also, I don't know, the TV programme was significant in my life in that i didn't know i was allowed well i didn't really know other people were had similar experiences and i didn't know you were allowed to talk about it so so the tv program resonated so significantly in me you know i can remember the feeling now of of I watched it in in my bedroom just on tv before going to sleep and the resonance Mm is I, I can i can feel that feeling now and I, and i i had no choice but to reach out to you mm. not knowing that you'd bloody respond mm. um and get me into all sorts of dunches um but but it is that re- and that resonance and the conversations that we had just gave me the trust mm. initially in you that that you weren't going to stitch me up mm. and there was no stitch up But it also told me with the people that appeared in your program, mm. um, and actually, probably the end bit where you're talking to your son, I I tweeted because yeah. we're social media tors, aren't we? Mm. But I tweeted. We'll speak I, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted on that that night. I am that boy. Yeah. And and it was just that connection that made me go, okay, I need to I need to explore this myself. Mm. And actually, that the the whole resonance said to me, "Well, why? Why?" It made me question, "Why can't I talk about it?" Mm-hmm. Just because I hadn't had the opportunity in the forty-five years pre- preceding.
0: So, I'm I'm right in saying that obviously your mum ended her life yeah. when you were just tiny, you know, yeah, 15, fifteen months, fifteen, yeah. 15 months old, yeah. and that through the time when it happened and the the social stigma around suicide, bereavement mm-hmm. that you and your family members, especially your dad, mm. didn't talk about your mum's death. And am I right in saying that actually yeah. you were you were were you a teenager when you found out that your mum had ended her life?
1: Yeah, so so there was there was I can't say there was no conversation. There was mm. no lengthy conversation mm. Mm. that was that was sensible mm-hmm. there were moments of upset and mm. and and not even a handful of moments mm. you know i could probably on one hand mm. the moments of discussion and they were awkward mm. and uncomfortable mm. but but the, the the stuff that i've been able to do over that is just is to think about it and actually go and have the conversations proper conversations with my father was that he was left mm. alone mm. By, the, by the system mm. and the world. Mm. So for a man left with three young children, mm. he, who wasn't particularly comfortable with mm. the, the emotions himself, mm. what could he do? Mm. So he protected, as we've spoken before, he protected us as best he could, and mm. that was in a very mm. functional, operational, mm. make sure we're OK financially, make sure we're OK with work, yeah. and that's, that's protection. Mm. But actually, the emotional bits w- were were missing. Mm. Um, and you're right. I found my mother's death certificate when I was 15 months, and that was the first mm. I knew about it. Mm. And again, that resonance of your TV program. Mm. I remember that moment mm. when I was 15, and mm. I and I, I took that piece of paper out. Mm. Um, and and I sometimes reflect on the struggles that I've had, mm. being about that discovery of that piece of paper mm. but actually it's it's mm. not I mm. think I think that's a red herring for me personally mm. I, I mm. clung on to it for quite a long time yeah. um, but actually it's deeper and it's mm. subconscious and Absolutely. it's 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 stuff mm. you know.
0: and then if we fast forward six years yeah. from that very first time that I <laughs> put you in that kind of crazy situation of of talking about your lived experience for yeah. the first time. You know, it was kind of the most... We talk about it, don't we, as being the most exclusive support group <laughs> in yeah. the world. Um, because you were not only talking to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge about your experience of not being allowed to explore your your bereavement by suicide, but you also had other people bereaved by suicide sitting alongside you. Mm. So there were 10 mm. people who came with us, when, you know, into that situation, And you said yes to that. And I'm wondering whether, what is it that enables you as somebody with lived experience, as somebody who has, I mean, I think it's minimising your experience to say that you've been on a journey Mm. in the last Mm. six years. What is it that enabled you to say yes to my invitation, but also yes to the invitation to collaborate with the artist Mark Starrer and to create the piece of work that that we saw in public for the first time last night. What what was it that enabled you to say yes?
1: I think there's a, a million coincidences that happened since that 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 first meeting. Oh. Um, I mean the pe- the people that were in that room were in, to me in, inc- incredible because there was one guy who got very upset at the meeting. Mm. I've never seen anybody cry about this stuff before and become overwhelmed like I'd been overwhelmed in my in my life um and then there was the the lady doctor uh, sankita yeah who writes just beautiful words and i've i've read you know over the last six years a continuing continuing words and and it was just it was it' was almost a permission mm. to carry on thinking about it and and to know that that was okay and not safe, mm. because actually I went into some pretty dark places after it, yeah. some some very dark places, but I clung on to the thought that that it was worth carrying on with, with that introspection. And, you know, you've invited me to speak at a couple of other events, mm. and each time I do them, whilst they are – none of it's a pleasure, to be honest mm. – It's quite hard to do. But I come away having unknotted Mm. all of the conscious and subconscious, I don't know, trauma, turmoil in me Mm. and straightened it out a bit. Mm. And it allows me to tell something about it to myself. Mm. So all of this, whilst I'm doing it to the public, to other people, Mm. is a conversation with myself, I Mm. think. And so when we were talking about when you were talking about Mark and the introduction to Mark, I'd already. I'm a frustrated creative. I work in very operational things. I do stuff to do with money, and sorting staffing out and recruitment. And actually, I'm a frustrated poet and artist. Mm-hmm. That is kind of embarrassed about it because I'm a middle-aged bloke mm-hmm. and I do my writing and then I go oh, nobody wants to know about it and it's not good enough and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it just coincidentally happened that I wanted to express something. I felt the creative urge to do something, and then and then it and then it arrives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it felt like the right thing to do. And with the knowledge that I could, you know, as Mark kept telling me you can stop this at any time. Yeah.
0: yeah, I just have to let you know that he didn't mean that.
1: Yeah, I know. And... I know. I realise that, <laughs> and I realise that when you tell me I I can do stuff and I have the choice that I don't have a choice.
0: But again, I think even for people who are, are really sure and 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 kind of you know have explored their lived experience, yeah. I think lots of people would have hesitated in saying yes to an artist who is is internationally renowned for his exploration of very, very difficult subject matter. You know, some some people still might've run a mile. And I wonder whether, I mean, in my, for for my experience, you know, the reason why I first said yes to to talking publicly about my experience of being bereaved by suicide was a real feeling. And I'm wondering if you share it, a real feeling that the worst has happened. So bring the rest of it on. You know, and and, and I,
1: I particularly feel that now, mm. actually, since doing the work with Mark. Mm. I particularly feel that. Mm. So um, I've been on medication for a long time. Mm. And I'm no longer on medication since nice. since doing that. It was, okay. it was a significant, I think the worst has happened, but I've also recognised what it looks like and the feelings around it. Yeah. And I've expressed them. Mm. So you nobody can tell me now what I should feel mm. because I mm. know I think I know what I feel. Yeah. And it changes. Mm. And and there's sometimes there are doubts, you know, when when we were watching last night I was the first one I was going, Wow, what have I done here? Yeah. But but it's it's a moving it's so individual and I think it's really important to recognise this is such an individual thing. And Mark myself and Mark would joke and he would say it's not all about you Peter but actually for this works. bit this is this is about me and nobody else's mm. experience mm. so my brother and sister and my father their experience mm. would be completely different mm. but I felt the urge where I had to express it mm. to, to as again as that conversation with myself more mm. than anything
0: um People who haven't seen the film, mm. you know, it's incredibly poignant, mm. and it's inc- it's an incredibly personal piece of work. And I'm wondering, in those first meetings with Mark, and in that the start of that collaborative process, did you did you feel that you were um, I don't know that you were listened to, that you were an equal? Yeah. Uh, you know, part of the way that Mark works is to collab you know, he calls it a collaboration, it's yeah. not a commissioning, it's not anything else. He he uses the word collaboration all of the time and, and did you feel as somebody who's never done anything like it before, yeah. did you really feel that you were collaborating on it? Did
1: did Yeah, oh God, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean it, he was very he was very clear mm. uh, and whilst I joke about it, he, I could have pulled out mm. at any time, even up mm. to last night. I could have said, yeah. No, let's not I don't want yeah. this anymore. Mm. I was concerned at the beginning that it would be a narrative about the facts of people's lives mm-hmm. which it which it clearly wasn't mm-hmm. and didn't become. I was worried that so as part of the, part of the film is an animation um, I was worried that that would represent and have the look of actual people mm. and it would it would almost be and I was I was worried very worried that it was and it kind of is it's a complete self-indulgence mm. of my experience but actually i I hope that if some one person sees it and it makes them able to go on the yeah. journey or start a journey well, if it's mm. a short journey or a six year mm. journey, then that's all right, and that's mm. worth doing mm. um and I needed it to be so i said it needed to be gentle it needed mm. to be hopeful. And I think it hit. Mm. It was. I mean, it's bloody dark in places, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, and and I worried about the darkness of mm. it as well. But actually, that's the reality. I've carried darkness, and and Mark, he absolutely listened. Mm.
0: And I think that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you when because what you've actually got is, you is it is a is almost like a precious gift, almost to offer the world your lived experience and your. Your pain and your, and there's a there's a beauty in the the piece of work that you have created as well, and I, I'm wondering whether on the on the road to this because this am I right in thinking that the creative process took twelve months yeah. from when you met Mark to yeah. to last night? So, I mean that's a really significant chunk of time. Mm. You know, lots of artists wouldn't necessarily collaborate with an individual for that length of time. Yeah. So it's a really significant amount of time and i'm wondering about those very first conversations that you had with mark and you know what what was your did you have any you know did you have any questions or did you have any
1: you know no i mean mark will tell you to trust the process yeah and i had (laughs) so we did i mean we met multiple times um and he was good enough to come down to me in, in herefordshire um So again, that was a sign of commitment to me and a sign of respect Mm. there. Um, And we went we went through lots of weird stuff together, Mm. Mm. Um, exercises that that he does with other people Mm. to explore feelings Mm. um, and thoughts of the individual. And I didn't, you know, I'd go home at night after after a session with mark and my wife would say what did you do mm. and i went i don't really know to mm. be honest mm. but then i gradually as you build the layers mm. up and as he actually as he introduces more people into it so it wasn't and, and mark is right when he talks about that it isn't all about me there were mm-hmm. 12 other men there and i call them gentle not gentlemen but gentle men they were all creative brilliant people mm. um and and they would be slowly introduced so there's a guy called Jules Maxwell who's a, uh, a musician came down to Hereford and we played about with a song i wrote many years ago um when i was 20 when i first saw my first ever sighting of a picture of my mother and i wrote this song we played about with that and actually the piece that we the, the final piece is a, a book ended song of one verse written twenty thirty years ago and and the final piece in November last year. Um and, you know, I I was a little uh what's the word? The, these people are professionals mm-hmm. and Mark told me these they were a top of the game and they were the top of the game and I kinda had myself doubts what the bloody hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. am I gonna be able to to be able to pull something out of the bag that will justify these people being involved. But but it was a gentle mm. building of layers of mm. trust mm. that end that ended in a mm. in the final thing. Mm.
0: And you perform that song as yeah. part of the film. Yeah. You 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 sing and you are alone on stage and you are there and vulnerable and i think when mark introduced the film last night he said that often the most vulnerable person in the room is also the strongest and Mm -hmm. i think that did sum up what the the beautiful work that you have created together and i'm wondering what that took for you as a person as somebody who has again never really done anything like this before what did it take personally to 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 do that to perform that song that you had first started to write when you saw the picture of your mum mm. for the first time and mm. then you know you you had the courage and the support that you needed to revisit that all those years later what what did that take personally for you th- to do I, th- that?
1: I think it's born I think there is an element of and this was a big thing for my father we're bloody minded buggers actually mm. why shouldn't I actually mm. is 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 what I thought Mm. you know I've written these things and and actually nobody's been interested before I've Mm. shared stuff Mm. before and and actually there was a bit of interest and there's this guy who's a professional artist going oh that's good that's good Mm. and so my confidence was grown and and actually I, I reflect on so I work with young people with disabilities um um this is connected trust you trust me um I did a function once in front of business people um, and I spoke about the work that we do and the, the lives of young people with disabilities and then I came off and I thought I'd done a reasonably good job and people said so. And then a young person in a wheelchair who I got on really well with and I worked with said to me I could have done that. And that that and that's happened very recently, and sort of in the last in that space in that six years, and it made me reflect that actually my experience is valuable, mm. and it's my experience. So we go to, I mean, we we go to conferences. I've been to two conferences that you made me go to. People go to conferences, mm. and it is often feels like academic land, mm. but the power and and that's me you know i was the academic talking about dis- mm-hmm. people with disabilities mm-hmm. but the power is actually in the truth mm-hmm. and and i think so when when i started getting so, so here's, his i think the the, the nub of the, the thing for me when we started talking and you invited me to these weird and wonderful things i didn't feel i could do it without the blessing of um my dad. Mm. Um, and so it created a mechanism for me to talk mm. to him. Mm.
0: So I was your excuse to go there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I didn't say Angela. I said, look, I'm meeting Prince William. Are you all right about this? And mm. and, and his words... Which are my words? Where, well, if it helps people, yeah. then why not? Yeah. And so, for the first time, we were on. The, we are absolutely on the same page. Mm-hmm. Whereas it had never that discussion had never happened, mm-hmm. and that that led. And I am going to blub in a bit because mm-hmm. I can feel it coming on, but that led to conversations, um, short conversations. Um, throughout the next few years uh where we talked about her mm. Mm. which i'd never thought would happen mm. never thought would happen in my life and and then my dad tied mm.
0: But he gave you, yeah. I mean, because those, com- those conversations that you had with your dad, I can totally see them in the work that we saw last night. Yeah. You know, the fact that at the end of the film, you thank your mum, mm. but you also mm. thank your dad. Mm. And I'm wondering whether through the process of of working with Mark and working with the other 12 men who yeah. supported you through this process, do you feel as if... As a father yourself now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and going through yeah. what it's like to to have a newborn baby in your hands, and and mm-hmm. what it's like to mm-hmm. worry about them every second of the day, and wondering whether the process of working with Mark plus the those amazing conversations that you had. Yeah. With your dad towards yeah. the end yeah. of his life, I'm wondering whether that's brought you to a place where you have a deeper understanding of what he went through as a a single parent yeah, yeah, yeah. dealing with the stigma of losing yeah. his wife to suicide. Yeah, yeah, Um, in the 1960s. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think so. The the piece. So there's a, there's an important part of the piece, and it kind of sits in the middle, which is quite interesting. Where we say, and he ought, because he did always used to tell me that life is circular.
0: Yeah.
1: And actually, the the work that has been created, I could tell you truthfully that the conversation is with myself, mm. is with my father, mm. is to my mother, mm. is to my daughter, is to mm. my wife, is to um, my brother and my sister. And also to completely to myself, and that circular nature, and then even the stuff that Jules brought in that, that we've the, um, where, he, where he speaks about the mother and father and grandmother and and it's all connected to breath, mm. is a circular, mm. and life is circular, mm. you know we go we go through this thing, and I think more this is this is not only about. Suicide is obviously my mother's suicide is obviously central, Mm. but this is about grief Mm. more than anything Mm. I think, Mm. and none of us can get away with that unless Mm. you and well, the majority of us Mm. cannot get away without experiencing grief, Mm. Um, and you know I look at I look at the Facebook group um, of adults bereaved. by uh, adults bereaved as children, and the uh, that was, I would never have found that group without the conversations we had and the, mm. the presentations presentations mm. I did and this piece of work. And there are so many people going through the same oh. things, you know. And that traumatic, you know, particularly losing somebody as a, uh, a parent as a child, mm. that traumatic mm. um, effect on your subconscious mm. makes things quite difficult. Um,
0: There's a there's a moment in the film mm. um, where I can hear your breath. Yep, and it's very deliberate. Yep. And there are, it's the type of breathing that I've seen in a toddler mm. when a child is crying and they're trying to stop crying. It's like, <gasps> you know, it's yeah, that. It's yeah. that. You know, when you're. When they're trying to go to sleep after they've cried, or yep. in you soothing them, and it and it felt for a moment almost like you were connecting with a part of your childhood that you hadn't necessarily gone to before, and um, it was also the breath that sometimes people can experience after they are experiencing a panic attack, yep. and I'm wondering whether have I picked up on that correctly? Is that something that was Deliberately chosen by you and Mark to to bring that into the piece.
1: Yeah, I mean that. So some of the writing. So I've do, I've done. What, what what's been amazing for me is that I found writing as a, as a bit of a self thera- therapy to myself, and just started writing things down and felt better after mm. them. Um, um, and part of the the circular thing that came out was about breathing in, in all mm. the stuff that we were doing breathing is circular isn't it um what i would say is that thing that i hadn't gone back to before actually i've never got away from from mm. that mm. you know i i experience. i think that's a that feeling i had as a child I was a very tearful child mm. that breathing would be familiar that I carried on throughout my adult life yeah. you know that's something i've never escaped from even now mm-hmm. I, I get to a point where i go just mm. need to to breathe yeah um and it was a theme within all of the stuff that we explored when we were going through everything mm. um, with with Mark, mm. and and in fact, and there's a, there's an element. Uh, so my daughter was eighteen a few weeks ago. Part of the piece is a is a a love letter mm. to anybody who wanted, and I wrote my love love letter to my daughter, mm. um, and part of it is it ends with "Don't forget to breathe." Mm. Which you can interpret in all the different ways that it can be interpreted in. But yeah, no, it's a really important important part of it, I think.
0: So now the work is out in the world. We Mm. had an audience there (laughs) last night. Yeah. And it was wonderful to to see that there were people who'd been bereaved by suicide in that audience. And I'm wondering how you felt this morning when you woke up and it was there and it's a thing and it's out in the world and you've done it you know and i'm wondering how you how you felt this morning when you woke up
1: it it does feel like a full stop actually to mm-hmm. me so i've i've explored all this stuff um and i can now if i choose to not do do it again. Hmm. I've expressed it. And as I said, I've expressed it to myself more than more, you know, than to anybody else. This, this, when I was doing the whole thing, I was not aware of anybody else in the room. And, you know, there were quite a few people in in the space. It felt like, and there was no acting in it, you know, the tears were real and the, the emotion was real. Um, I've done it, I've expressed it, I can... When I go, there are times when I take my dog for a walk where it sits with me and it feels like it's there holding my hand and if it turns into something else, then that's cool and if it doesn't, that's cool. So so yeah, I guess where I struggle with is my my worries are... the value of it how how can we use it to help people Mm -hmm. but that's that's your bag (laughs) (laughs) thank you 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 (laughs) can do that i've done my bit
0: (laughs) absolutely no pressure (laughs) there then i think that um, does that make sense i don't absolutely makes uh, sense and i think whenever and i think we've reached the same point but it's taken me twice as long to get there you know you've kind of like fast-tracked to that point I think for me you know even recording this podcast with you it it you know the last thing I say to myself internally whenever I'm frightened or whenever I'm nervous about doing something whenever I step foot on stage or in front of a camera or in front of a a microphone like we are now Mm -hmm. my one constant is if it helps one person yeah And I think that you, um, going through the process you went through with Mark, saying yes to a situation that you had absolutely no idea where Mm. it was gonna go, but you had belief in the professionals around you. Mm. The fact that last night we sat in a cinema uh, and we we watched it together, it's, you know, you've been on a huge journey. Mm. And I, I just think that if it helps one person then of course it was worth it yeah but that doesn't mean it wasn't scary along the way that doesn't mean that it wasn't um, a, a, an enormous deal for you to to go from somebody who had not talked openly honestly uh in a way that gave you some uh, a chance to explore what you had been through and what you continue to go through you know the fact that you 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 went from that to to what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. I think is an absolutely incredible achievement,
1: and mm-hmm.
0: and I hope that it's been it's been positive for you.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I've no, I've got no doubt in my mind that there'll be times where I begin to struggle again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because it's so complex. Yeah, but where I'm confident and the reason that i i stopped taking the medicine is that i have some control i have control over it now i own it it doesn't own me it it will whatever the 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 effect on me is will always be there because it's so deep rooted but but it is mine mm. and i have i am able to relate to it mm. if that makes sense mm. I mean, do you, I, I, I'm allowed to ask you a question? Yep. My my <coughs> my biggest thing with all of this, and you know, is that is this too self indulgent? Because there will people, there will be people who feel uncomfortable within it mm-hmm. and sitting next to it, mm-hmm. and that I don't. know, I worry about everything anyway, mm-hmm. but that concerns me. That that I don't know that self indulgence thing. Mm-hmm. Do, do do you ever feel? The, some of the stuff because because you sit there talking about yourself all the time.
0: You do, and and it is about your experience. And I think there is an element. Certainly, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it, that comes to you at like four o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, should I be doing this? Should I yeah. be talking about my lived experience? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But actually, it's other people talking about their lived experience that gave me permission to do it. Yes, and that's and, and that's the word, the permission. You know, and that and, is the
1: critical bit. You've given me permission, and I've and hopefully this will yeah. allow people, other people, to.
0: And I think that's speak. the beauty of the process that you've been through with Mark because he has also enabled you, you know, yeah. given you permission to explore your losing your mum. Mm-hmm in a different way again you know in a creative way in a way that is beautiful and you know you know is totally relatable and i think anybody who hasn't been bereaved by suicide if they see that that piece of work will also be able to relate to somebody you know it's a human condition you know you 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 make it so that actually It's not just about your lived experience Mm. solely. Mm. It's about the human condition. And I think that's the the piece almost transcends that. I mean, if you know about the other layers, if you know about the journey that you've been on, then obviously it has a resonance that's different. But even if you didn't, if you walked into that room and saw on the big screen a man performing the way you do mm. of course you can any anybody could relate to that and yeah. anybody could bring their own struggles to to that do you know what i mean yeah. so i think by i don't know you know you say that i gave you permission mm. to talk about mm. your lived experience mm. but that's exactly what you've just done for a whole load of other people yeah. Either people who are listening to us having a conversation now or people who are lucky enough to see the work or people who read about you or people who read your blog you know it's about lifting people up it's about saying to people actually it's okay to talk about this yeah. and you now are part of the group of people that mm. do that for others mm. and i'm going to say thank you for all of the people that you are also given permission to because that's exactly what you've now done
1: yeah good well i hope so mm. and i think i think also you know in if you think about the professional you know medical world and yes i've seen lots of gps in my time yeah and we always start at the things that are physically wrong, yeah. and actually that bits of well, let's just go back to the beginning, shall yeah. we? N- never tend to happen. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I hope, if people within the professional world see that, they're able mm-hmm. to ref- reflect on the complexity and the mm-hmm. and the what's happened to you, rather than what's wrong with you, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope it does encourage people.
0: I think there's no doubt about that at all thank you so much pete thank you so much for speaking to me today and um i think we've both managed to fight our our tears back but uh, only just um but thank you so much and um yeah i'm sure people will find this um yeah yeah i don't need to say
1: (laughs) anymore. thank you thank you
0: Thanks for listening to this conversation. You can find out more information about The Suicide Chronicles in the show notes. Within the show notes, we have also included a list of helplines that you can contact to access support anytime, anywhere. The Suicide Chronicles is produced by Heart of Glass. The beautiful music you heard was specially composed for this project by Andrew P.M. Hunt. And sound design and audio production are by George Moore.